Hey guys, you're listening to our Strange New Worlds review. I'm Toby and I'll be joined on this journey by Steve. Hi Toby. And each week we'll share our opinions on the latest episode of the series. This week it's the season one finale, A Quality of Mercy. If you love Star Trek, like and subscribe and let us know in the comments what you thought of the episode. So Steve, season finale, how did this make you feel? I was a little bit disappointed with it. I don't think there was anything majorly wrong, but I don't know. I just wasn't expecting this to be the season finale. I think is it Captain Patel, his lady friend, she said something about the neutral zone. Mm-hmm. And Pike just dismisses the neutral zone. And he tries to dismiss the Romulans like as um, like the bogeyman type thing. I thought he was treating it almost like a myth. This is it. And I was just like, come on. If this is your attempt to make them something bigger than they are, all right, they can be dangerous, but I would say no more dangerous than the Ferengi. We know what our you know prime Romulans are like. These Romulans have been beefed up a little bit, I think. There's a few bits that I quite liked about how they operate, but we'll discuss that as we go through the episode. They do a lot in the episode, don't get me wrong, and they address something that, you, as you said last week with teaser, that they needed to address, and they addressed it well. So... As a season finale, I didn't think it was bad. Yeah, but I kind of felt like they could have done this in about half the time. I did like how it kicked off with the use of a future pike with the time crystal given to him by the Klingon monks. I'm a fan of that burgundy uniform anyway, so to see that on pike was brilliant. I just feel that future pike was a bit too calm and collected. I know that's his character that's who he is there's meant to be what millions lost in a war i feel like i would have liked to have seen more of a war damaged pike pleading with his younger self to say look this is a psychological damage that's going to (laughs) happen don't let it happen they kind of did keep it light you're right they kept a light tone to it because even when pike confirmed himself to pike Mm. the way he proved that was by mentioning uh his pony sir nays a lot Oh my god, really? Was it? (laughs) There is also one thing that we at least did get confirmed. The accident happens in seven years' time. Or thereabouts, isn't it? Like six and a half, seven years, exactly. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. So at least now we have an actual timeline on it. That aside, there's some great dialogue, especially when Spock did the mind meld, because, you know, he's not sure whether Pike's going a bit cuckoo. Pike offers up and says, do a mind meld. Yeah. You'll see it for yourself he said you're in an untenable situation now i like that because straight away his logic kicks in i'm not sure i can advise you on this basically <laughs> you're damned if you do you damned yeah. If you don't yeah yeah exactly and i did like pike's uncomfortableness when he arrived in that wedding and he's just like okay okay what's going on <laughs> <laughs> it took his opportunity to have fun i mean anson mount always does it and he does it well nothing bad to say about that at all can't talk about this episode without mentioning james t kirk yeah, I like the person that played him. Don't know if you're aware, he's made his mark in a TV show called The Vampire Diaries. Oh. <laughs> I love the way he's written. Yeah. Love that character. The techniques, the tactics, even surprising Pike. At the end of it, he's like, you're going to make a great captain. What did you think when he's doing the tactics and he goes, can I borrow a shuttle? Because, you know, the Romulans are going to call reinforcements. We need to do the same. And Pike's like, well, we have no one here. It would take weeks for any of the nearest ships to get to us. And um, Kirk's like, well, I've got an idea. Can I just take a shuttle? And Pike's like, well, okay. 
And then it turns out with loads of drone mining ships. <laughs> His argument was they don't know what they are. And I thought, do you know what? You're right. That's, yeah, no, that's right. It was such a Kirk stroke Janeway plan B thing to do, isn't it? Always have a plan B. That's what Janeway says. And it worked. It did. It, well, it held them off anyway for a while. The other thing is um, you, when they first mentioned the, the Farragut as well, they say um, it's Laan's ship. When does she go there? Obviously, once she's dropped off Ariana. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just like, no, she can't go there. She's got to stay here. <laughs> she got a promotion though, didn't she? Yes. And she seemed a bit more, um, should we say, happy? Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I did like the standoff between the Romulans. When the one ship is there, they've disarmed the Enterprise. You know, they're both damaged. And Pike reaches out and says, look, we're an empath here. Let's have a ceasefire for two hours. Fix what we can. Yeah. Which I think is a great way of starting any negotiations with someone who's not interested. I think that's a great idea. Essentially, it worked because that commander was open to that dialogue. Yes. But obviously the sub-commander... Yes, no one's seen that coming. <laughs> treacherous Romulans, who'd have thought it? That is just so Romulan, isn't it? Yeah, essentially. Um, I did love Praetor. Yes. She owned that view screen. Yeah. She was exactly who she was meant to be. You will surrender. It's customary to bow. He was like, oh, I'll skip that. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away, he's like, I don't like her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As a captain, really, you shouldn't be saying things like that. But why not? Do you know what Janeway's response would have been? It's like it's customary to bring me a black coffee. <laughs> Do you see me complaining? <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> did love the fact that Pike was like, you know, this is a Roman ship. It's gone around destroying our outposts. And she's kind of like not having any of it. And he's like, well, I'll send you the footage. And you can see her little look up and she watches it and she just smiles. And then it's like, well, we'll sort that out. And the Romulan ship that did it all moves forward and is ready to be blown up. And Pike's like, we can help you. And he's like, no, I'm fine. You know, in a, maybe in another life, in another time, we'd have done this negotiation, you know. And then they all fire on it, the weakest link, and they take it out. And then she declares war on the Federation after thanking Pike for showing them how weak the Federation is. Yeah. So it spiraled and it spiraled fast. That whole sequence where drones are used to block the Enterprise and it only just gets away. Yeah. Love it. It's all summed up, actually, by Kirk. You flinched, you deliberated, and we lost. Yeah, that's when they're raising the drink, isn't it? Yeah. That just shows you the different types of captain there are. And obviously, you know, Pike is there with Picard, because Picard would try to talk his way out of it too. Mm. You know, and, and every now and again, you need a captain that's going to go straight for the jugular, like Kirk and Janeway would. Exactly. I think Janeway wouldn't have let that oil and vessel carry on much longer than it did would she she'd have been like no <laughs> she would have done her when diplomacy fails speech and then blown them out of the sky <laughs> <laughs> and then i wonder if they've got any spare parts away mission <laughs> yeah she would have gone through all the junk to make sure there was nothing valuable left <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this as an episode and then separately what do you think of it as a season finale like i said last week i was a little disappointed with it i think it was an all right episode because they had to tackle the issue I get that. So they, they've done it at the end. I was just expecting something a little bit better. Felt like they probably could have dealt with this issue and not used a whole episode to deal with it. As for the end of the season when number one gets arrested, my two favourite characters this whole season has been number one and La'an. 
and we've got to the end and there's now no number one and there's no Laan and I'm like, oh, I want to say it's been a good season overall, but I'm kind of a little bit disappointed with the last episode. So that's it then for this season review. Next week, we're going to do a roundup of all the episodes, we're going to rank them and talk about our highlights and lowlights of the season as a whole. And we're also going to be doing a Star Trek Prodigy review podcast. I'm looking forward to that. Which is going to come soon. I love Star Trek Prodigy. I'm going to start them hopefully in the next few days. And then we'll start getting those out hopefully in about a week or two. We're going to put them on this feed as well. So they'll replace Star Trek's Changing Worlds for a few weeks. I'll tell you what gets me is Star Trek Prodigy is supposed to be for children. Right. And you would never have guessed. Really? Yeah, it's, it's that well written. I'm looking forward to John Noble. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's great. And he's, he's got one of those commanding voices, hasn't he? You just know. You get him and you get his voice on something, it's going to be good. Yeah, well, I, th- I think as well, you know, if you've got John Noble, then you've got to write the character for John Noble, haven't you? I mean, you just look, you just look at his, the fringe and the two different Walters to know how great he is. Mm. So, yeah, you can imagine that if they've written a character and, and he's going to be playing it, then it's going to be an, a really good character. So that's it for another episode of the Star Trek Strange New Worlds Review. If you like the show, please like and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget that we'll release our final episode next week. 